0: What's going on, guys? Zane here with everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode. As usual, I am joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing fantastic. Finally recovered from jet lag. Had some time to get some VR in over the weekend. Especially uh, I had my niece and nephew in town, and uh, they they went absolutely <laughs> crazy for it. And I, it's like ages <laughs> nine and five. And I you know it's w- what impressed me the most was how intuitive uh, a lot of this just is for them as opposed to you know some of the older people that I show. Yeah, uh, and so you know just the grasp of well, technology they, was yes, was and really they completely fast. buy
1: they completely buy into it. Like with my experiences with like you know ten year olds or you know around that age with the VR stuff is just they they instantly just get there that they're kind of in a different place. In a different, like they suspend their, their disbelief immediately and just.
0: Well, except for that one great story you had a while back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that was like an extreme example of that. That was just, I'm in a field, let's go. And it didn't for, end, for, for, end very For
0: context, well. just in case, I, I can't even remember. I think this was around, um, it was probably around like Thanksgiving time, right?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I think it was oh, that just, weekend.
0: Just for context for anyone who, who hadn't listened to that episode, I, Ronnie was playing, uh, I think, the final goalie um, yep. game and gave it to a smaller child, I want to say, what, five years old, less?
1: Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. I, I won't divulge too many details, but yeah, a small child decided to play it, put it on, and we were there watching, supervising, et cetera, but it was just like, that split reaction as soon as he was in it, he thought he was outside.
0: Like you know, he on just, a soccer field.
1: Yeah, he just darted. Like he just ran. And like I said, I was we were all right next to him and just bam, ran straight into a wall. And it, it was kind of one of those, I mean, the headset obviously hit the wall and he was fine. The hardware was fine. The wall was fine. Everybody was fine. But and it, it just made just for like, a
0: great story.
1: <laughs> oh man, it was, I wish... If we would have had that on video, it would have been the most amazing thing because, honestly, it it was like I can't even – just how (laughs) ridiculous it was. It's hard to to explain with words. You kind of had to – because it was, I mean, dead, like 100% just boom, like pretend – I mean kind of like a a bird into a window or something. It was just – there was no stopping this kid. He just he, he just booked no it, idea. thinking he was
0: on a soccer field. That's yeah. I mean, hey, that's immersion there, right? Right yep. there for you. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, let's start off with um, some news. But actually, before we get there, a couple of quick housekeeping things. Uh, first off, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and. Well, all, all those good things. We're we're really trying to grow iTunes right now, and so just another reminder that uh, we are giving away a Steam gift card at the beginning of every month. So May is going to be the first month that we do this. Uh, it'll be twenty bucks, and the way that you can enter is by leaving a review on iTunes, letting us know how we're doing, if you like the show, what you like about it, and and just kind of sharing it from there, and um, making sure you take a screenshot and sending it to contact at everythingvive.com. Uh, there'll be information in the. Uh, I'm sorry, there'll be information in the uh, show notes, so you can always check that out. But yeah, we got uh, quite a few people entered in so far, so we'll be pulling one every month and uh, it never never expires, so it doesn't hurt to get it in there. Very um, cool. But yeah, moving on to news, uh, before we actually get into the articles and such, just want to throw a little plug out for VR Roundtable. Uh, the great guys over there had me on the show as a guest uh, over the weekend, and I believe the show is posted already, so that's episode number 31. Uh, we just chatted about uh, not specifically Vive stuff, but VR in general, and uh, it was a lot of fun. They got a great show. Uh, I think the podcast is also available on iTunes, uh, but the there's a video up on YouTube, the, on their YouTube channel. So whatever format you prefer, uh, make sure you check them out, show them some love, and... Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, you ready to jump in, Ronnie?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Sweet. Uh, so, where shall we start? Let's let's start with the techie stuff because I feel like uh, I feel like you're pretty excited about this, even though you have a Vive already. But HTC is <laughs> offering some bundles now, and I, I want to say that the biggest one, or at least the most appealing one, especially for those people building their own PCs, is they are mm-hmm. bundling an NVIDIA GTX 1070 video card. Uh, with an HTC Vive for nine hundred ninety-nine, so just under a thousand bucks. For those wa- not wanting to do the math, uh, it's about two hundred bucks off. And with their twenty-four, which
1: is not insubstantial. No, two hundred dollars is a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. For- and,
0: and, and with their financing program for twenty-four months, uh, you can get a Vive for under fifty bucks. I think it's forty-nine dollars a month for twenty-four months, which is a deal. I wish. I could have gotten, but uh, I'm, I'm financing <laughs> mine through through Newegg, and, and hey, you know what, Newegg is great. They came through in the clutch, and um, but you know, 24 months of financing for zero percent interest is. It's not a bad deal, uh, but this deal is going to expire. It looks like it's going up until April twenty fourth. So, for anybody still on the fence, any uh, any listeners who aren't yet Vive owners but want to get in, uh, this is probably going to be one of the best chances for you to get in if you're building your own computer. Now, I know that yeah, they also have well, even
1: even if you already own a computer. I mean, assuming you don't have a, a gaming laptop that's powerful point, enough point. to run to run a Vive. I mean, if you if you have an older PC that you know, meets the meets the requirements of running a 1070. You want to make sure that you have like a decent power supply, for example. Most most systems will. It's not like the 1070 is is a power hog or anything like that. But um, if you have you know a, a PC that might not be graphically capable enough of running a Vive, but it's it, it's a decent computer and you you're able to expand it if it has an empty you know PCI uh, EXP, uh, PCI Express slot. You can just plug in the the card and go. A 1070 is a great experience for VR. I mean, you you have a I, I a, have a 1070, a 1070 don't I? And yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean,
0: I should know, but Ron, Ronnie built my built my computer, so <laughs> that's, yeah, what, no, that's what I'm deferring to him.
1: 1070s are are great cards to be running VR on right now, and and quite frankly, I mean, I just went and looked up the the, the price of a 1070. And I know we were saying, you know, around $200 off, but that, I mean, that's close to 50% off of, off of a 1070 to begin with. It looks like most 1070s go for around 400 bucks. So if you're already interested in getting a vibe or if you're interested in upgrading your PC, uh, you know, you have an older system and you want to be able to play some games, a 1070 is going to be a great card for, for 1080p or or 1440p gaming and on top of that you're gonna get you know the vive along with like this is a i think this is a great opportunity for people that are that are on the market so so definitely check that out you know in these next few days if you can if, if anybody out there is on the fence and and is interested
0: Absolutely. And uh, just, just to also mention, in case you're not wanting to build your own computer or mess with stuff and you want to get something that is completely ready, they do have a laptop and a desktop uh, that they are pairing up with the Vive. And I think that it's like 125 per month for the laptop and okay. 99 for the desktop. I think it's a CyberPower Power PC. Uh, and an MSI laptop. Uh, but these okay. are these are the machines. I think the MSI laptop is what they t- you know what they on their blog is is where a lot of this info is. But you know they're saying okay. that this is what they take to trade shows and stuff. so yeah. you know it's it's definitely well, and, VR ready.
1: yeah, and and I would say, I mean, even just a few months ago before the launch of the Ten series laptop mobile uh, GPUs, you know it was harder to find a laptop that would do a decent job at VR. Um, but now it's it's quite a bit easier. Obviously, you're going to be paying a premium uh, to have a laptop that's able to 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 push uh, VR as well as a desktop would be. but but there are more solutions out there now than there were before. i would I would just try to try to do my best to to find something that has has a ten seventy or ten eighty in it if you are if you are looking for a, a, a laptop and and those are going to be more expensive. I'm not saying it's not, but it's quite a bit different than a year ago when there really wasn't in my opinion any uh, m- you know laptops out there that could give you a good VR experience uh, now there now there are some if 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 you're you know trying to go down that route. so
0: yeah, I remember uh, you you had advised against a laptop and I also remember <laughs> I think one of the the favorite comments that I had seen uh, on reddit was I think someone had posted like what's what's the best uh, laptop to get for, you know, for a Vive or for VR? And like the top upvoted response on Reddit was a PC. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at that at that time, it was completely different. But obviously, you know, HTC is putting uh, a lot of faith in this MSI uh, bundle that they have. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they're using it, I would say that you're probably going to be you know, pretty, pretty safe to use it as well. And as like what Ronnie was saying earlier with the the 1080 and all that, uh, you know, you, you want to future proof it a little bit, but at the same time, I also feel like you know, you you were going into this before, Ronnie, about how it wasn't necessarily, you know, you didn't need something that high end to no. play, you know, to play most of the VR experiences. Would, would you say that's changing now with some of the newer experiences that are coming out or some of the stuff that's in the pipeline? Or, or are you uh, still going to maintain that, you know, a 1070 is going to last you a decent amount of time?
1: I mean, you're you're speaking to someone that just upgraded to a 1080 Ti, so... <laughs> I don't know if, but see, so you're liked, into this
0: stuff. Uh, let's let's yeah, like, yeah. let's look at it for like the the lay people here, like myself, yeah. who you know no, who don't I mean, follow that and just want something that'll be functional for you know sure. good two years or so. In
1: in my opinion, I mean, unless you're very, I mean, if I, I think the people out there that need something better than a 1070, especially right now, are already going to know that they that, that that's what they're already going to be into this enough to de- to be able to determine whether or not the extra cost makes sense to them. I mean, right, right right, now, in my opinion, the biggest benefit to having more GPU power, you know, above and beyond like a 1070, let's say, is really to crank up the resolution. Um, in, some, in certain titles, they'll allow you to raise the resolution, use what's, you know, called super sampling to basically render the game at a higher resolution than the headset is capable of displaying and then scaling that down. And basically what that does is it makes the image a little cleaner. It gets rid of jaggies and, and aliasing that that happens at lower resolutions. So it just makes the image look a little bit a little bit, you know, cleaner and sharper. So for people that are super sensitive to artifacts and and jaggies and and those those kind of, you know, visual artifacts in games, you know, yeah, there's there's a benefit, but Again, those people are going to know who they are. They're already going to be probably into this stuff. I think most people, your average consumer probably doesn't even know what a lot of that stuff is. Probably won't care. Sure they would, you know, notice some difference if you tried to get them, you know, if you tried pointing it out to them, but they're not going to really mess with that stuff anyways. And I think a 1070 is really the best. I mean, really really what you're aiming for is you want consistency of frame rate so you want your system to have you know proper frame times you want it to have to to be able to keep that that minimum 90 frame per second per second um, that the headset supports as as often as possible Um, because there is a step off where if your computer can't keep up it will it will kind of you know basically cut that frame Rate in half, and then use some different techniques to try to make up for the difference. And if it's, if your computer is doing that too often in VR, it is, it can lead to more motion sickness and more, you know, issues like that. So, so the reason I'm mentioning all that stuff is to say that it is important to have a strong enough, you know, graphics card and strong enough PC to run your titles um, to avoid those types of issues with motion sickness and keeping the frame rate steady, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. But right now, assuming you're not going to, you know, go all out on the on the super sampling and and raise that resolution super high in your game settings, uh, a 1070 is going to, you know, ninety five percent of the time probably keep you within that range. And and really and really, you know, uh, going going further further up on the totem pole with a 1080 or a 1080 ti or you know titan xp the the new one whatever um by doing by getting those types of systems um you're really just going from like 95 percent to 99 percent or or even maybe nine you know even higher than that you know just that little just that little extra few percentage of of situations you know if you're not going to be you know cranking up the resolution and whatnot. And for most people, I don't think that's going to be be worth it really. So uh, so yeah, so well, right now you got it. so <laughs> yeah, but 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 for me, I mean, it, and I do notice, I mean, I was running a 980TI before, which is uh, in a lot of ways very similar to a 1070. Um, but I, I was actually running two 9, 980 Ti's, but but uh, running multiple car GPUs, uh, right now, really doesn't work in VR, so I mostly had the two nine eighty TIs to power a four K monitor that I that I play you know traditional games on, and I was just having a lot of I mean I I've ran SLI setups in the past you know I had multiple nine seven or two nine seventies actually before I had uh, gotten rid of them and upgraded to the nine eighty TIs and a couple of other things and I mean basically in general if you know look to what you're trying to power, be it a monitor or a VR headset or whatever, and then figure out, okay, how much power do I need to run my games at the settings I like at those resolutions? And for me, you know, in order to play my games on a 4K monitor, really the only, the only good alternative at the time was you know, to be running an SLI with the 980 Ti. Well, you know, now when the 1080 you know, Ti came out, it's a little bit weaker than both, but it gets you you know ninety five percent there on a single card, but you get get rid of all of the all of the stuttering issues and other complications that arise with with using multiple graphics cards, and then on top of that, you get the benefit of you know being able to play to use all of that GPU power in VR because again, whenever I was playing games that either didn't support SLI you know or VR games, uh, it basically was just using one card and the other card was just kind of sitting there doing nothing. And so so I I upgraded and I am very happy with my with my purchase because I immediately can tell the difference just in terms of you know frame pacing and the stuttering and all that. Like even if you were getting higher frame rates in certain situations with the two 980 Ti's as compared to the 1080 Ti, the single card. Uh, the single card just has such a smoother, uh, you know, s- smoother operation. Um, as far as like you know, like I said, just your average game. Even if the frame rate's a little lower, just just feels a lot better with the single card. So, so anyway, so that's that's my spiel and update on my computer because I, yeah, it has been nice, kind of messing with it a little bit since I got it. And well, uh, the fact
0: that you can you notice a, a significant difference, though, I think still. still means yeah so
1: no it was definitely like like I it was kind of a side upgrade for me but at the same time like it it definitely is is quite and i was able to sell my cards for a decent amount so that so that that's all you know stuff that people you know especially if you're new into the pc world just to kind of you know be be mindful that you know the technology is always changing, and new products are going to be come out coming out, and it's always just kind of a juggling of well, how much does it cost? How much is it really going to you know benefit me? And there's so many good sources for that kind of stuff out there if you're interested on on YouTube, different websites, etc. of people that are really going out of their way to compare different uh, graphics cards, different setups, and so if if you're starting to kind of crave, you know, a change or, uh, you know, things are starting to slow down a little bit in games and, and whatnot. Um, it's always, you know, it's always a good thing to do to just kind of keep your eyes open to what, what new products are being released. And then always do your research before, you know, putting your money down. And really see that, okay, like, understand what you're probably going to be getting for your money if you decide to upgrade, and kind of balance that on how much you're able to sell your old hardware for and all that kind of st- And if you do it all right, then then hopefully you'll avoid feeling like, you know, you, you spent too much money on something uh, in the past that, you know, eventually becomes obsolete or whatnot. It's it's the way all this stuff works. But just, just like with phones and everything, if you manage your computer right, uh, you'll always, you know, be getting the performance you want and hopefully – uh, you'll be do- doing it for a decent price as well.
0: For sure, for sure. So, well, let's uh, let's get let's <laughs> that, get to that, new-
1: <laughs> that. That took a little longer than I thought it would. But <laughs> I, I, you know, it was kind no, of was- inevitable. Honestly, I just got this new graphics card, and I knew it was only a matter of time before I I talked about it on the <laughs> podcast one way well, or another. So,
0: I mean, no, I, I, it's 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 not bad. I mean, like I said, for I, there's definitely people out there. Uh, I mean, Damon, for instance, who. Are, who who actually find this stuff fascinating and who would benefit <laughs> from your experience? Uh, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of it just goes over my head, but I'm I'm the lay I'm the layman on the show. You're the you're the tech expert. So,
1: uh, yeah, for those those interested, 1080 uh, Ti, you know I, I actually got a an MSI Gaming X. It was one of the first uh, partner boards that came out, but yeah, it, great card, works very well. I wouldn't get it if you're trying to. You know, run game. Even if you're running a 1440p uh, monitor, I think it's kind of a stretch unless it's you know high frame rate. So really, this is a card that you should be looking at really only if you're if you're high frame rate, high resolution type gaming. And I and I think for those types of applications, it's a great deal right now. So,
0: for sure, for sure. So, uh, well, <laughs> what I was going to say earlier is, let's move on to uh, a topic that is relevant for. Vive all already Vive users or people who already own Vives. Um, and I know you and I had talked about it a little bit before, but it looks like just today or just very recently, uh, Google Earth VR updated or put out a big update. And I think the two main functions from there were the new search function, which is fantastic uh, because mm-hmm. I was just manually searching before. And and that's actually kind of fun. But you know, being able to just search stuff up, I think is going to be, it's going to add a whole nother dynamic. And I haven't had a chance to jump in yet, but I'm hoping to do that soon. Uh, and- yeah. Do,
1: do you know, I, so I saw the func- the the search function. I did jump in for a second and I got distracted by just like looking at monuments and all those kind of things that were kind of, I mean, at least some of them were already there, but do you know in the search function? Can you put in a, an address?
0: Uh, I I would assume so. That's that's what I, I was reading earlier.
1: Okay. No. So if that no, it's definitely a search function with all those. So I just wanted to make sure it's not like you know limited to city or in country or something like that. Because because yeah, putting in a, an exact address is kind of a game changer in terms of it's fun to find your like. You know, but it's also limiting in, in terms of, you know, you can only physically find so many places, right? But if you can actually put in the address, you know, you can be with a bunch of friends and find your workplace, for example, instead of having to tr- trek road by road to go and find it or like, it kind of makes me excited to jump in and kind of, kind of look up some places, but.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, now you got me doubting what I had read earlier. Yeah. So but- I saw
1: the search function when I was in the game. Basically, you hit the menu button and right there below where the other icons were before, like, you know, picking cities and, and destinations and that sort of thing. At the very bottom, there's a little icon that has a magnifying glass. You just click it and, you know, a keyboard pops up and you can kind of type in whatever. I just, I didn't get a chance to try it myself yet. So I just didn't know if, if there were any limitations as far as you know, putting in specific like cities and countries and whatnot versus being able to just put in just straight up street addresses. So
0: gotcha. So no, you I, you had me doubting what I what I had read earlier. But uh, on Google's blog, it says that you can put in a full address or just Perfect. a location name. So I, you know, that's that's pretty robust. I mean, that's essentially just Google Maps at this point, where you can just type in something and you know it'll it'll pretty much zoom you over there. I I, yeah. assume. I I don't know. I don't know what the, how that looks, but it would actually be kind of cool. I need to check it out now.
1: No, for sure. So, and then, I mean, for anybody that hasn't tried it, Google it's for free. You should definitely, I don't know what you're waiting for if you have a Vive. and actually the, I think that was one of the correct me if I'm wrong, but I, but I think they, they added Oculus support as well.
0: Correct. Yeah. So if there are any Oculus users listening to this, uh, I mean, this thing is free. You need to get it. it's, it, it's, it's not a game. It's not like it has a lot of like replay value, but I think it's really just one of the coolest VR experiences I've ever come across, and I think it's the same for you. Uh, yeah. And the fact that it's free only makes it a no-brainer.
1: And it's a cool demo. I mean, for people out there that just want something quick and easy to show people, I mean, there are aspects, if you have it set up wrong, I shouldn't say set up wrong, but if you have certain options and the settings turned off, it can get people a little sick if you if you move around in weird ways, but in general, it's easy to understand. People know what Google Earth is, and I think being in VR makes the experience so much more. Uh, you know, I guess astonishing for lack of better words. It's really like it's kind of a, a breathtaking kind of thing to to try for the first time. So.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, the, the functionality, the things that you can do inside of it. And now the fact that you can just search specifically before, I mean, part of the fun was like, okay, where did I visit, you know, such and such? Or, you know, let me let me find where I live by zooming in on a city and then finding like main cross streets and, you know, you know what I mean? Like now, yeah. now that you can just search uh, that, I'm not going to say that's going to take away the fun, but, you know, it does allow you to just, I mean, check out certain places before you even go. So now you can kind of stand in the street. You'll know exactly what to look for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, so it's So yeah, it's it's just, it's, I, I can't wait to use it more, on a more like functional level.
1: I'm, I'm just going to put this out there because I think I had misread something earlier. For anyone listening that's able to work on it, I mean, obviously this is probably beyond any kind of budget that anybody would have, but how cool would it be if you could put actual tours in there? Like, you know some kind of narrated guide to different cities at least the really big ones. I think that would be so cool. But again, that's that's kind of asking for a lot out of a free application, but
0: Well, you know what? It might be one of those things where like Google Earth is free and you know, the same way that smartphone apps have gone where it's like in-app purchases where mm-hmm. you know Google could offer these tours for I don't know how much but you know whatever whatever made sense to them where they would have like these tours that you could buy if you're really sold on the Google VR app and you know instead of of obviously nothing beats traveling to an actual location but you know for for VR enthusiasts and for people who want to check stuff out it might be cool you know you know what I mean like
1: yeah it's just a good way to learn because, yeah like like like, again, if I, like you said like there's no there's no you know substitution for the real thing as far as traveling goes but but it's just like, you know, being able I, I do think to some degree, VR does allow people to kind of learn in a way that's more visual, like like you are actually there in a sense. Like if you're able to look at the buildings and be kind of in the city while you're learning about and see the history, scale of everything and, around
0: you too. That's
1: what I mean. Like I, I think it definitely adds a dimension to that kind of stuff past just just reading about it in a book and looking at pictures. So
0: no, I agree. Well, I mean, if anyone, anybody from Google is listening, you can totally take that idea because I would buy it. <laughs> I would totally <laughs> please, buy it.
1: Please, please take my idea. <laughs> so, um,
0: all right. Well, let's, we got a couple more articles or just a couple more topics that I want to touch on real quick. Uh, the first is uh, I, I know you and I had talked about a little bit beforehand, but uh, Ridley Scott, the director of Alien, Blade Runner, um, and so many other films, is launching a VR movie division. And I saw this on the Road Road to VR article, and it's through his his company, Ridley Scott Associates. And um, you know they recently did the the Martian VR experience, which is based on the movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have an upcoming one for the Alien Covenant movie that will be coming out, uh, I wanna say, pretty soon. So, um, but you know, this is a, a dedicated VR division uh, where, I mean, they're looking to create some really cool stuff and, and really, really expand film and cinema in the VR space. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I never really tried out the, the Martian experience. I, I mean, I heard kind of mixed things, but in general, I'm super excited about about more and more tie, tie-ins. I mean, I'm still kind of waiting with a bated breath for, uh, you know, for 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 Disney to kind of do more with the Star Wars franchise in VR. We got that little teaser, uh, you know, earlier in the year, but but to have something more fully fledged out would be amazing. So, in general, I think it's it's exciting to see. You know Ridley Scott and other people in the film industry kind of take take hold. You have you know the John Wick chronicles and and all these other. I mean, I think I think more and more tie ins like that, um, you know, are bound to to lead to some some really cool uh, experiences. And and I'm I mean I can't be the only one. There's a ton of people out there that you know would just completely geek out to be able to feel like you know they were they were in one of the movies that they. That they they went and and saw you know in the theater the weekend before or something. So uh, I think it's really cool.
0: No, I I mean I agree with you just on the whole uh, you know entertainment level and uh, what it is like for me as a consumer. I, I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of what you were talking about before in terms of you know waiting on Disney to to do more with the the Star Wars material that they have. It, to me, this actually signals you know the well. To to just take a step back, you know the whole okay. the whole argument about you know is VR there yet? Is it an, uh, is it just another fad again, or is it going to f- fail and flop again? Like you know when big name people, big name um, you know people in the industry like Ridley Scott are taking mm-hmm. this seriously. And we know, you know, John Favreau is working on something, you know, Disney yeah. did a little a little bit already. Like, and then like you mentioned, the John Wick Chronicles and now, you know, Ridley Scott with some of the, uh, some of the experiences that he's working on and the fact that he's launching a whole division within his company, uh, yeah. you know, there, there are people out there who are, you know, industry tastemakers um, and people who mm-hmm. set the trends that are, taking VR pretty seriously. So to me, this, this kind of represents that shift and that, you know, it's not really shift. What's the word I'm looking for, but more so just validation that, you know, VR is here Mm -hmm. to stay. You see it in all the consumer stuff, uh, especially with Mm -hmm. Samsung gear VR and all the, you know, Google pixel. And it's, it's definitely permeating in all different aspects of our Mm -hmm. lives. Uh, And so, you know, to see someone like, like I said, like, um, like Ridley Scott go through and, and, put kind of his money where his mouth is, uh, I don't know, to me, to me, it's, it's exciting. It's good. It feels good. It's, it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, yeah, VR, I'm, re- I, I, I know, and I feel even better about the fact that I'm as excited about it as I am.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and kind of just, to, to, to look at some of those, those experiences that have already came out. I mean, I guess part of me hopes that this is going to be more like a John Wick Chronicles, then it is going to be like the Martian experience, and again, like I, I didn't play the Martian experience. I don't want to, uh, you know, focus too much. But you know, in general, you know, looking at titles as self-contained experiences or or you know products in and of themselves, rather than just some kind of marketing tool to for free kind of hype up a, a movie or even for money. Uh, hype up a movie is kind of what I'm hoping to these these studios and Ridley Scott and others are gonna avoid I mean uh, it it is cool that you know you get attention to VR but you know part of me kind of worries that they look at this as kind of hey what's the hey you have a big movie franchise you have a big you know uh, film coming out you know one of the kind of you know check marks on your marketing strategy is come out with a a cool kind of throwaway VR experience to kind of get people talking about it or something like, like, I don't want it to be like that. I'd rather people really in uh, companies take the time to really, uh, you know, if, if it makes sense to, to come out with the VR experience, to do it right, do it justice and, you know, put the proper time and resources into it to, to, to to really come out with something that people are going to love and, and hopefully be willing to spend money on. I, I don't think, I think people are willing to spend money if, if a product is, is, is high quality. So, and definitely with Ridley Scott's, uh, you know, work and with the alien franchise in general, I mean, it's a kind of a no brainer in terms of VR. I know people, you know, had played alien isolation in various, with various mods to, to try to play it in VR. And, uh, but just, that atmosphere in general leads to, you know, and in the horror genre leads to great VR experiences. So, so I think this could potentially be a good one. I just I hope it's not a throwaway experience. I hope it is something more substantial that I can, you know, pay a decent amount of money for and, and really have a good time with. So,
0: yep. No, I mean, I see where you're coming from in terms of it not having it just be some gimmicky thing. Unfortunately, I do feel like that's probably what's gonna be what starts it off. Uh, I'm a little bit more confident in the fact that, you know, with him launching a VR division, hopefully there'll be standalone types of mm-hmm. experiences that come out, even if it's just short films or something, you know, we I've seen a couple short films already in VR or 360 video that, you know, we're pretty, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say mind blowing, but it's, yeah. it's a, it's a different way to experience, uh, you know, this type of form, this entertainment, it's actually a different form of entertainment at this point because you're, you're almost in it. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, I, like I said, I'm just curious to see what he comes out with. Obviously he's buying into the whole VR. Uh, I don't want to call it the hype, but just the VR movement. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, I, I think that that's definitely going to continue to happen. You know, the, the gimmicky stuff or the, yeah. you know, the kind of one for it, movies, but
1: I'm just saying it doesn't have to be. And and, and, and I just I mean, hope it doesn't if, stop there. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 I don't think it's a bad, I mean, if it ends up being like that and it does do the kind of things i'm talking about get get people talking about it what you know get people excited about vr etc like there's so many good things that can come out of a project like that regardless of how involved the experience is and whatnot like so so yeah so i totally agree with you i'm just hope i just think that this one could be really cool so i love the alien franchise so
0: no me too Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll report back once the alien covenant experience thing is out. Yep. Cool. Okay. So got one more news item that I wanted to get into, and it's not really a news item, but it's, it's also going to lead into our game talk. And that is the Viveport launch. I know that we, we spoke at length about it last week, but I actually got it this week and I just wanted to give a little bit of a review of my experience. And, uh, like I was telling you before we started recording, Ronnie, uh, it was, really smooth uh so i had downloaded vive port uh, i don't know i think a while back i think you had actually downloaded it on my computer when it came out since i wasn't yep. i wasn't really sure what it was um, <laughs> I, but- think,
1: I think i think we were we were trying to download some like did i don't know if we ended up talking about it on the podcast or not but some like donald trump in the oval office like Experience thing that was on no the no
0: vibe. I I, th- I think I think it was actually even before that I think the, okay. the Donald Trump thing was afterward the, the I think it's called Wide Awake but yeah, yeah. Um, no this was a while back because remember they were offering Firebird La Perry or something for like a dollar yeah yeah yeah
1: and yeah, I know I, I know you
0: jumped on that because yep. uh, you'd heard good things about it and <clears throat> so um. So yeah, I mean, I, I already had the app, I, so I, I can't comment on the installation at this point. Although I do remember it being pretty smooth for us when we downloaded it back in, mm-hmm. you know, however many months ago. So I already had the app, but I opened it up. It updated itself, so now there's a new tab on there for subscription, and uh, you know, I went through and it, you know, put in put in my credit card info and email address and all that, and. Um, the subscription, subscription is $6.99 per month, but you get the first month free. And the way that it works is you get five titles per month. So at this point, I got to select five titles uh, and they have, I, I don't want to say a very wide selection, but they have a selection of titles that I would say um, are, are some, have- that, some that everybody know
1: how or, many or, or, are we talking? Like, I know you don't have like an exact number off the top of your head. But-
0: I'd say there's at least twenty to twenty five titles at this point okay. right now. Um, okay. The they have like the the editors or staff picks or something like that, which is where I picked most of mine off of. And the the five that I got just to start off with are Arcade Saga, Mars Odyssey, Everest, Fantastic Contraption, and Firebird Lapery. So I mean, these are all these are all uh, games or apps that people you know paid for in the past and have gotten at least somewhat of a decent review. We won't go back to and some
1: of those are kind of pricey too. It's not like they're all. Well, I was just going to say
0: (laughs) I don't want to go back to your review of Everest because I know (laughs) for the for the amount of experience, I, I think you felt that it was a little overpriced.
1: Yeah, but, but that's like the perfect situation, like ha- paying for a service like Viveport and being able to, you know, you know try it out and, 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 and mess around with it for a while is probably the perfect way to experience something like that.
0: Nope. Yeah, and so so that's that's why I got it. And I mean, a lot of these I've heard of already, like Mars Odyssey, Fantastic Contraption, Everest. Mm -hmm. Like all of these are you know titles that I've heard, but you know didn't really want to fork over the money for uh, when when I could be buying another another game. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, Fantastic Contraption. I mean, that was good enough to where it was actually a bundled game with the original Vive.
0: Oh wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So like.
1: So so yeah. So I mean, those are yeah. Those are. That sounds like a solid bunch of of starting games, you know for the for the for the system.
0: no, it, it really is. And like I said, I'm getting this first month for free and how it's gonna work is that uh, May nineteenth or May twentieth when my month resets and this is the, the, that'll be the first time that they charge me, at that point, I'm sure they're gonna send me an email or something, but I'll have three I'll have like a three day window in which I can go in and select five new titles. So Please. that's that's how the logistics of this works. It's not like, okay, once you're so what, done with something, yeah, you can return what happens, it.
1: What happens if let's say like you just you're very hands-off, you select the five titles, you mess around with them, and then you don't go back to it for like a month and a half or like what, what happens? Yeah, see, I,
0: I don't I don't know. And this this might be where they run into some issues and might have to make some changes, but <clears throat> as as of right now, all I all I remember reading was Uh, I'd have a three day window when my subscription like the renewed. And at that Mm. point I would have to go through and pick five new titles. I don't know if it keeps the same five titles. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. And I, I don't really want to test it. I mean, I'm going to wait to, to see some of the complaints come up somewhere. Um, I mean, I
1: hope that they, that they at least explain, I mean, maybe, maybe at the end of the, at the end of the trial or at the end of the first month, you'll get some kind of a message kind of explaining to you, in more detail, how it all works.
0: Potentially. And if, and if I do, I'll definitely let you know, um, or I'll let, I'll let everyone listening know, and I'll, I'll do some more research into it now. I'm just reporting back on what was sent to me initially. And so, yeah, I mean, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I mean, what, what if you're traveling for like a week or something, you're out of town overseas, limited access to internet, that type of thing, you don't want to get screwed over for an entire month. Uh, I totally get that. And I hope that HTC and Viveport would have, something in place to be able to work around that. Um, but, you know, with, with it coming out, what, just, just earlier this month, uh, I'm assuming that there's going to be a lot of tweaks and changes as it goes along. You know, when, mm-hmm. you know, a service like Netflix first came out, I'm sure not, it wasn't as perfect and streamlined as it is now. And so if this comes up and enough people like complain about it, I'm sure they're going to find another model so that they don't lose subscribers.
1: Yeah, no, Exactly.
0: So, yeah, overall, like I said, the process was pretty smooth. The thing that took the longest for me was downloading some of the games. So, you know, it's and not, it's not like those took a long time. I'm just trying to give context for the fact that, like, everything was was very streamlined. I didn't run into any hiccups. And I know I've seen on Reddit and other places people complaining about Viveport. But uh, for me so far, it's been pretty smooth. I, you know, I tried out some of the games that I had downloaded, one of which I'll talk about Uh, during our game talk, and um, yeah, I I recommend it highly for the simple fact that you get the first month free. So join it, get the first month free, try out a bunch of games, see what you like, see what you think uh, after a month, and you could probably cancel it before the month is even over once you've gotten all the experiences out of the way. But you know, they're saying that they're going to continue to add stuff, and uh, I would assume that all of their... um, all of their first-party titles will make it on there at some point for the simple fact that Arcade Saga, which is the, the first first-party title that they launched, uh, is already on there. So.
1: Very cool. For people that are out there that maybe haven't installed Viveport yet because they really you know, didn't see a reason to before the subscription uh, service came out or something like that, uh, explain real quick, um, how do you get into Viveport games Versus Steam games, like what was the, like you know, let's say, assume assume that they got far enough to you know download the software, install it, and all that sort of thing. What what's it like to actually open up, like, and get to Viveport games?
0: So, I mean, I just open up the app. You can go to the section that says like library or my content or something like that, and then that has the list of all the games that you own, uh, whether you bought them through Steam. Or through Viveport, or downloaded it through the Viveport subscription, and you can actually launch it from there. And it uses Steam VR, so like I hit, you know, go or launch or whatever in Viveport, it doesn't open Steam, but it opens up Steam VR, and uh, and it works through there in order to okay. to you know boot up your Vive and get everything. So you're going.
1: able, yeah. So you're able to get from Viveport game to Viveport game kind of you know just just as easily as you would through normal steam so
0: i haven't oh well yeah on on the computer it's fine i haven't checked it inside of the headset but i do remember viveport having a pretty cool interface inside of the headset before this whole thing came about yeah Uh, so i i mean i would assume that well i I won't assume but uh you know i know that there's a way for you to get from game to game within the headset through viveport
1: okay cool yeah just just say and i and i recall that too i just wanted to Bring it up just in case there's people out there that you know might have questions about that, or it is a slightly different system. Like, you rather than going through the Steam app on your PC to kind of load stuff up, you're going through the Viveport app itself. But beyond that, it's 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 very intuitive. It's it's really just as easy. It's just a it's just a different app in a different location. So
0: yeah, I mean, so far so good. I feel like Viveport is off to a pretty solid start. And uh, I'm, I'm rooting for it, man, because I'm all about subscription services these days. Uh, it's more so just easy access to a lot of different titles. And, um, yeah. you know, I we for the for the games, I feel like for the games that we play on a weekly basis just to do game talk, I spend more than seven bucks a week at least, oh, you know, unless, sure. unless it's a free game or experience or something super cheap. But most of the time I want to try and find something that's recent, something that's popular, whatever yep. the case might be, or highly reviewed. Um, yep. So the fact that I'm spending seven bucks a month and hopefully being able to go through a lot of these, uh, a lot of the titles in there, uh, to me, that's I'm I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, and I and I hope the longer the subscription service stays active, the the more and more uh, you know experiences that they're actually able to to kind of you know curate and kind of handpick and you know to include in the in the subscription because. Because that is one thing I think that Steam is kind of lacking in a lot of ways that VivePort could potentially make up for is the fact that it's, it's often kind of hard to find standout titles in Steam, especially with new releases and whatnot coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. I and mean, For your average person, it's kind of overload to, to kind of you know, to get into Steam and try to figure out beyond just what's most popular, you know what good titles are coming out. And so Viveport could be a simple way for people to kind of, you know, hopefully find the good stuff out of the mix. So.
0: Yeah, especially if they have like curated curated lists like the, uh, the staff picks and things like that. Um, yeah, I feel like that'll just make it a little bit easier. And, you know, I know that Steam has a fantastic refund policy, but like you were saying, it's just really tough because like you go through steam right now and i'm not complaining about steam i'm just complaining about like the overwhelming nature of like how many vr titles are coming out and the uh how difficult it is to kind of sift through uh what's good what's bad and what's mediocre but Mm -hmm. you know like when when you're you're when you're there you're buying and even though it's returnable and refundable there's still that sense of permanence to it you know so like Uh i uh i I tend to shy away from something unless i really really know that Uh it's going to be a good experience or that it's it's well reviewed um you know for for viveport for me like there were a bunch of like random games that i saw and there were random different apps where i'm just like okay i'll get that next month and if it you know if if it's not great then you know it cost me i guess a dollar or something uh to to try it out but you know to, then I, and then I can switch it around next month. It's not. It's not like the end of the world. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It might just be a psychology thing for me, but I feel like a lot of people would fall into that boat.
1: No, that that makes sense to me. So
0: cool. Well, so let's uh let's transition over to game talk. Uh, you want me to go first since we're only yeah, talking about yeah. Viport. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I played Arcade Saga, and I know. This came out uh, quite a while, well, not that long ago, but uh, the big hoopla around it was the fact that it was the first and initial uh, first-party title for HTC launched through Vive Studios, and so um, it it had well, where do I start with it? It's got a great feel to it. Uh, there, it's it's a collection of small different mini games. They have uh, you know some semblance of a storyline that is really more so just almost like cartoonish and not worth your, your time to be honest <laughs> Uh, you know, they're trying to talk about like uh, humans and robots and taking over the world and, things <laughs> like, and I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't understand how like a mini game about archery or, or with a, a baseball bat or something is going to make a difference, especially when it has, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like random yeah. levels, but uh, it's, it's mini games. I only tried the single player, uh, single player version for now, but I believe all the three mini games have, um, have multiplayer, uh, capabilities as well. And the first one, um, I, I, forgot the names of the mini games now, but I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but, uh, it's, it's like a, it's another archery type of game. It took me a little while to get used to the feel on the bow, but that's not because it was bad. It's just because it was a little bit different than some of the other games that I've played out there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of getting used to the mechanics—not no, the mechanics, but used to the—you know what I'm talking about, like the feel of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: But but it wasn't bad. It just it, no, you just it wasn't got bad. It.
0: I mean, it actually felt pretty smooth, and they have uh, several different bows that you can choose from with different uh, abilities and things like that. And I mean, th- they're just like boxes flying around you, and it's almost in like a—it's a little bit over 180 degrees, um, so. It kind of reminded me of like Space Pirate Trainer almost, but okay. a little a little bit further back. Like I had to turn more than 180 degrees, um, okay. just because like sometimes they go a little bit behind you. Uh, sure, but it was it was cool. I, it, it reminded me of your description of Hollow Point, which is a game I never played, but okay. you know the 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 boxes are shooting stuff at you. Uh, okay. th- the boxes are shooting little boxes at you, of uh, which are bullets, and um, you know you can slow down time, or time slows down a little bit, and you can dodge them. And you know you're supposed to be shooting a lot of the uh, these flying boxes. And like I said, it's it sounds really arcadey, and I guess that's why that's they, they probably named it that. Um, mm-hmm. a- after playing a lot of different archery games out there, uh, this didn't really cut it for me. Just on- okay. honestly speaking, uh, mm-hmm. like like I said, not not because it was it was bad. Like I, I actually felt like the gameplay, the mechanics, everything about it, there was a really nice sense of polish to it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like I I don't really want to shoot boxes when I can shoot. Uh, zombies or I can shoot uh, robots or, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of different other options out there or, or orcs or something, whatever the case might be, or, or even those, those little tiny black characters in, um, in, in longbow. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it's, it's just like, it's, it was good. It felt polished. um, And i to be honest, I don't know I don't know that I would ever get it for, you know, the, the asking price. I think it came out at 30 99 and I mm-hmm. I feel like I do remember hearing some uh some dissatisfaction on, you know, the the reviews and through Reddit and things like that in terms of mm-hmm. how much gameplay you actually got out of it. But mm-hmm. for this, I think it's fantastic. And it's even one of those games that I would probably keep on a month to month basis at least for now because uh, it's easy to show to new, you know, new, newcomers to VR or first-time VR users. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's easy to set up. You know, they just jump right in and boom, you're off off to the races. And I'll just quickly get, uh, or sorry, quickly give descriptions for the other two. There's one. It's it's almost like a, a brick breaker type of game, um, but you're uh, obviously the bricks are you know twice your size and they fill up a room that's about the size of like a a basketball court or a, you know, small college stadium or something. And you have in your right hand, a baseball bat that you hit a ball with, you know, and the ball is flies around the room, bounces off walls and, and breaks the bricks. And then in your left hand, you have, I I don't know what they called it, but it's something just like to, to call the ball towards you. Uh, So you can kind of hold it in place and then hit it in whatever direction you need to. Um, Got it. So I did that. I recorded a I recorded a video of me playing all three games, which I'll post <laughs> up on the YouTube channel. I, I sucked at this game. For, I don't know why I could not aim while <laughs> while hitting the uh, while trying to hit the ball in a certain direction. But hey, I you know I, I've never gotten any of the other tennis games either. It's just not my thing. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and
1: how's I'm just kind of curious. Like, what's the what's the production values like? Like one of the things that was kind of exciting about this was that it was going to be a first party title, and I'm just curious. Like, does it seem to be kind of well put together compared to a lot of the other stuff out there or,
0: Um, or does it not really stand out in those? It's, it's got a good sense of polish to it in terms of the gameplay and graphics. Um, But I mean, you look at some of the, the top indie games out there, uh, like, you know, I'd say what raw data, um, Arizona sunshine, like a lot of these games have much more to offer in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, so like I said, well, and
1: those are like two two of the biggest titles, like yeah. So maybe wondering. it's not
0: fair to compare it to those, but I I just did. So you know, like it's fair enough. Uh, but but I would say even even like some other titles, maybe it, it's it's I don't know. You don't, I, I really don't want to bash the game because I think yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's a strong effort by by HTC and by Vive, uh, Vive studios. And, you know, I want them to continue coming out with great content. So, you mm-hmm. know, I want to support, I didn't support in buying the, uh, in buying the game when it came out, but I wanted to make sure that I got it through, through Vive for it because I knew that, I know that they get some type of royalties on the back end for that. Anytime somebody borrows the game. So I'm, 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 I guess I'm happy to support in this way even though this is more sure not you know not but whatever my point point being is that like I'm not trying to bash the game I'm just trying to say that if, if you're gonna look at it from uh, from a comparison standpoint to a lot of the other titles that are out there, Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's great. It's good. Uh, but I don't know that I would get it over some of the other games that I've played or, you know, I, I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun to show a lot of first time VR users because, you know, it has, I I want to say it, it reminded me actually a lot of something like the lab, for example, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah. Where it, it, if it had come out for free, just like the lab did, it would have been like, Oh man, this is like, this is great to show first time VR users. But after you've played games that have significant storylines that have, you know, a good amount of gameplay, replay value and mm-hmm. just a little bit more depth to them overall, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to go back to something like this on a repeat basis.
1: No, that make, that makes sense. So
0: So yeah, and I think the the last game uh or the last mini game is it, it's almost like you're standing on one side of this hallway and there's a robot on the other side and you have these two paddles in your hand. And it's like pong essentially a 3d VR version of pong where you just go with
1: robots. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> just hitting this ball.
0: You're just hitting this ball back and forth and you don't really have a, a bat. It's more so like a circle that represents your, um, like a, a flat circular, uh, surface that represents your, your controller and you mm. just kind of use that to bat the ball, and you can like twist your controller when you hit it to give it some spin, give it a little English. But um, yeah, for the most part, like it's it's essentially just pong. You're playing it back and forth. It it reminds me of a game I think that uh, or a mini game that uh, Rec Room has as well. If if you know what I'm mm. talking about, uh, I, do, I do. There's like a I, I, you use like a paddle or something, but it's it's similar to that. It just looks more futuristic, and they got some pretty. Pretty badass music going on in the background, so I feel like that's that, that's where the first party stuff really kick, kicks in. Is you know, just uh, like I said, the overall feel of it, you know, good music and mm-hmm. things like that.
1: Hey, for some people, that makes a big difference. So. No, I,
0: it, it made a difference for me. I noticed it, and so that's that's why I'm not I'm not trying to to bash this game. I'm not trying to like show you know put it in a negative light. It's just when you mm-hmm. ask me in context of other games that I've played, sure, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's. It feels like something that should have come out last year. Well, I guess I'm not yeah, sure when, yeah. it, when it did come out, but point being like, I felt like it's something that should have come out near the launch of the vibe. And I think it would have held a lot more value. And it would have been one of those, one of those games where everyone's just like, oh yeah, I remember Arcade Studios. Like when it first came out, that was awesome.
1: You know, and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, arcade Saga.
0: Sorry, Arcade arcade Saga. When it, when that came yeah, out, yeah. like, oh yeah, that was awesome. And I, granted, like no, we've, that- we've moved on to, to, to other things, but you know, uh, it's, yeah. it, it was, it was weird for it to come out after a lot of more, more established, not more established, but just deep, you know, more in-depth titles came yeah. out. Yeah.
1: No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense to me. Cause I do feel like to some extent, some of the things that we were seeing several months ago, you know, are kind of, you know, been there, kind of done that. Even if they're done well, um, you just, I mean, if anything, that's a testament, I think, to the improving quality of titles that are that are available on the vibe right now and less so about less so about the quality of arcade saga per se but just there's a lot of really cool stuff out there and so it's becoming harder and harder to kind of you know release something that really stands out
0: no that's fair and and i mean i'm sure that this was being worked on for a while and then I, I'm not saying that it got delayed, but, you know, with the fact... It, I'm sure they had to, to wait for Vive Studios to officially launch before the game could come out. So, you know, who, who knows how long this game was, like, quote-unquote, finished, but not mm-hmm. ready for, you know, not ready for release yet. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where maybe the timing didn't work out. And, and again, like, this is a totally subjective uh, perspective and viewpoint and opinion for me. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I would say that just the timing and, and w- just where a lot of the other games are when it came out and where they are right now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun to go back to. And I, for anybody who, who gets, um, the Viveport subscription, I would definitely say check it out because it's worth checking out. Uh, and it's, it, especially since it might be one of the, the top games there at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. but then again, I haven't really tried any other stuff, so I'll have to wait until, uh, until May 20th or whenever to, to get five new titles.
1: Cool, cool. So, yeah, how about you, man? So, the game I ended up playing, and it was kind of a toss-up between this and another title that I already purchased, but we're going to wait till till next week to talk about. Um, this week, I decided to play Crazy Fishing. So, and Crazy Fishing just came out earlier in the month, like around you know, I guess the first week of April. And I, I mean, what I see here, I, I think I picked it up maybe for maybe for a little bit less. I think it was on sale. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember if I picked it up during the the one-year anniversary for Vive when there was that sale um, on Steam or not. But regardless, it's it's a $20 title right now, and it's a fishing game. And I think that there – I mean, if anything, this title definitely shows that there is uh, huge potential for, in my opinion, for a really solid – fishing simulator or fishing game, this is not a simulator by any means. If I could, you know, ma- I mean, it has a kind of cartoony, goofy feel to it. And, it, it, I mean, the graphics and all of that stuff are great, actually. I mean, they're really well done. Uh, th- there's all kinds of different fish. And you're basically chilling at a lake. And there's all different kinds of, you know, baits that you can either find on the dock or you can start you can teleport around the lake so you can kind of teleport from location to location by the lake and find different types of you know you can find like a like a shrimp looking thing on the near the shore and use that to see if you can get attract different kind of fish and there's kind of this you know element to you know figuring out what lures and you know types of you know fishing rods that you need in order to attract different kinds of fish and then it keeps track of what fish you've caught. And and I think that's, like, the main the main thing that you're trying to do in the game is over time catch, you know, all of the different types of fish. I, I played for, I don't know, I probably close to about an hour or so. And, you know, I, I caught a few different types of fish and just kind of teleported around. I didn't fully uh, get to figuring out, like, how do you – there's a boat that I could see – in the middle of the lake. And I, I didn't fully understand how to get over to that yet. And it also looks like you can find keys, to different chests and see there's like, they they had a fun, like kind of Easter thing this weekend where that you can find Easter eggs and collect them in a basket. So there's like, you know, there's the main fishing, which is the main, uh, you know, portion of the game, obviously. But then it seems like the developers are adding. And I, it sounds like it might be one, dev- it's probably a team, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But regardless, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, the developers uh, really, you know, adding quite a bit. I mean, all of the stuff I mentioned about, <coughs> excuse me, all the stuff I mentioned about uh, being able to teleport around in kind of an open world fashion around this lake environment, uh, you know, looking for different types of, of objects and, and there's like a campfire scene there's like all these different all that stuff sounds like it was added pretty pretty recently so i think if if they're already showing commitment to adding that kind of stuff then i think you know i think they'll probably i think there's hopefully going to be a lot of value to this game and if if done correctly and and i i did think some of this stuff was a little confusing like it i mean watching videos of other people playing the game versus, you know, me just going in and kind of messing around. I wasn't able to find quite as many exciting things as I think some of the stuff I saw in the videos, but it definitely has a lot of potential. And, and I mean, the mechanics of just kind of holding the trigger and, and, you know, letting that, uh, letting that rod kind of let loose and, you know, your, your hook and, and, and line goes flying out there into the all that stuff felt right. Um, there, I wish there was a little bit more feedback on on reeling in, and particularly I, one thing I noticed that I was kind of missing was if you if you don't catch a fish, like when you do catch a fish, let's say a fish you know likes whatever you had attached to your hook and bites, and it and you're now on the chase. If when that happens, a little meter pops up. And you can kind of tell if you're, you know, if if the fish is tugging too hard to where it might break the line, or if you're trying to reel it in too fast, and and you kind of balance that out until the line finally comes back to you with the fish on it, hopefully. Um, so that there is some feedback on. But let's say you're just kind of messing around and you throw your your you cast your line out, and then you wanna you wanna reel it back in. You can't really tell how much longer you have to reel in order to get it back other than just the visual of being able to see your hook. And depending on how far you threw it, that can be quite a while. Like you might be going in circles, you know, reeling your, 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 your line in over and over and over and over again. And, you know, you can't really see how much longer you're going to have to do it for or not. So like adding some kind of visual indicators of how much line was actually released. On your rod and and how much more you're gonna have to 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 reel it in in order to get it back. Like some of those things would be nice to see. And I also think it would be nice to if there was a little bit more. Like I mean, maybe I just didn't do it long enough, but I felt like it would be cool if if you kind of if you caught a smaller fish. Um, you know, you, keeping that smaller fish maybe on your reel or or somehow finding a way to kind of knock it out or something and then use it as bait or <laughs> like a larger bigger. yeah exactly like something like that like those kind because all the kind of fish that i was able to find so far they were all really fun and kind of goofy like they weren't real types of fish but they were like funny kinds of fish. like they were cartoony kind of caricatures of different types of fish and so it seems like in that kind of a in that kind of a game something that's kind of Silly like that might be kind of fun. Like, like I said, like kind of you know knocking it to where like the little little X's appear on its eyes or something, and then using it as bait or something like that. Like it could be fun and it would fit into this kind of silly you know world that they're they're creating. But um, the atmosphere is great and it and it does feel like you could just kind of chill and kind of mess around and and I and I think that's kind of if anything what I what I like the most about this game is just the idea that if done well i think i mean i don't think it's this game this i think this game is more a silly kind of funny arcade type game that has these fun fishing elements but also has a lot of things to mess around with like like i said like the i think the teleportation stuff around uh, that kind of goes a long way as far as as far as w- if if people are interested in this idea of playing kind of a goofy fun uh cartoony fishing game with lots of little things to do here and there and to mess you know things to mess around with i think adding that teleportation and exploration um part of the game really makes this uh makes makes the future of this game look bright because because i think there's a lot of possibility as far as things to do in the game um beyond just the fishing um but but it, but this game does make me realize that it would be really cool to have some, some you know more realistic, you know kind of simulation almost. Like the mechanics for epic. actually fishing. Yeah, like because it's not so much that the mechanics are that off. I mean, obviously, in a real simulation, you would have to account for all kinds of different other things. But just it seems like kind of a neat thing to be able, and you would have to speed it up and not make it so long as real fishing, you know, but, yeah. but some, but it is kind of neat to be kind of chilling by water, hanging out with kind of a relaxing, you know, kind of tune in the background and just being able to kind of cast that line out and, and get it, get the line taut and, you know, kind of just sitting there and watching for that bobber to kind of go up and down. And, like, I think all these things are possible. And I definitely know that there were simu- there were simulation fishing games on different consoles in the past. And, you know, I feel like one of the biggest detriments to games like that, like Sega Bass Fishing and other things, are were that you used to have to have these weird peripherals. Like, you'd have to buy basically like a fake fishing rod in order to really feel like, and even then you weren't really actually casting it. Like, in, in Also this, your
0: screen was flat.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I feel like, I feel like the vibe would be a great place to have a legitimate, like, you know, fishing title come out that kind of takes itself a little bit more seriously. And so th- this, this is a step towards that. And I think, I think it's just neat that someone came out with, with a title like this. So so I yeah for for it's a little the it's a little pricey right now. Um, maybe there's you know I'll have to check back in after getting to play it a little bit more just to see if if I think there's more to it right now. But I can tell you that I can tell you that it looks like someone's taking a lot of time and effort to really make this a high quality experience. Well, let, still, let me uh,
0: let me comment on that real quick because I'm on the I'm on the Steam page right now. It looks yeah. like you actually got in at a good time. So on. April twelfth, they released their early access roadmap, and uh, it looks like they they have content that they're planning to add over the next four weeks. Uh, this mm-hmm. week being the first one, so April sixteenth is when they release the exploration and teleportation, so that you know it's like open world exploration. You can go around, find new baits, find new different things, and solve little mm-hmm. puzzles puzzles and stuff. Which is probably mm-hmm. probably what you were doing, especially it's this is the one that has like the Easter surprises as well. Yeah. Um, Week two, so I'm assuming this would be next week sometime. They're doing stores, food, and fisherman belt, or fisherman belt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like in inventory and storage. I think they're gonna allow you to eat some of the fish, which will have some type of effect on you. I think. <laughs> um, so that should be so th- interesting. I want you to report back on that. But week three is where it gets interesting. They're gonna add a story and progression to the game.
1: Yeah. Um, see. So, so with this, with that said, like I mean, I don't want to kind of prematurely. Off, throw out a recommend date, but really it seems really cool. Like, I can I can tell even in this early stage of just... I mean, what I played, to be honest, still felt like there were some things missing here and there out of, like, making it clear to me what I was supposed to be doing and all these sort of things. But that said, like, it was very clear to me, like, as clear as any title out there that, you know, is well-developed and, and fi- that... that a lot of attention to detail is being put into this game, a lot of love, a lot of care, and and it's very high quality. So if any of those things come to pass, like you know, that like this timeline that they're mentioning, and based on what I saw, it seems like a very promising title. So
0: Yeah, I, this is the first time I'm seeing an early access roadmap like this. Um yeah. I'm sure there might have been stuff in the past, but this is cool. I like this. It's very, you know. Uh, at least they've stuck to it for the first week, but I, I like how they have a game plan. They share it with, um, you know, they share it with anybody who's on the page. So anybody who's a fan of the game, uh, mm-hmm. so you know what to expect, you know, what's coming. And even if it takes a little bit longer at that point, at least, you know, that, it, you know, that's what's being worked on and you could potentially give suggestions and things like that.
1: Yep. But yeah, what's there already is very high quality and, and I, it looks like what they're adding. Like if, if, that teleportation stuff, like you were mentioning, was something that was just added. I mean, it's 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 pretty well developed, and it's really like in even this early stage, you see so much promise. So, so it's it's a super cool title, and uh, yeah, I, I think for people out there that are just looking for something a little bit different, that might be interested in, you know, you know, playing something like I described, then you should definitely check it out.
0: Cool. Well, I, I've always liked fishing to a certain extent i don't i don't go regularly but i'd love to go virtually sounds like it'd be a lot of fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep yep
0: um cool man well that that sounds like a cool game i i will actually probably want to check that out as well um so i'll i'll give it a look maybe maybe wait a week or two until that story mode game or story mode uh option comes out and see what people are saying yep um cool well that's all i got how about you
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's it for this
0: week. So sweet, man. Well, another episode in the books, uh, guys, we are excited. I know we keep promising interviews, but we finally have some lined up. It's honestly just been a tough to schedule, uh, with me being out of town and Ronnie being out of town and just people coming into town. Uh, so, but we, we do have those coming up for you guys very soon. Uh, we'll have one up later this week, actually. And, uh, yeah, From there, make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review there uh, and shoot us a screenshot and uh, make sure we'll continue the conversation on YouTube. Let us know if there's any cool games that you guys are playing. Let us know what your uh, experience with Viveport, uh, the subscription service is so far. Just curious to see if anybody's having a negative experience because like I said, mine has been positive so far. But aside from that, yeah, Ronnie, man, you have a, a good rest of your week. You too. All right, guys, take care and we'll talk soon.